Welcome to episode 517 of Troubadours and Rock on Tours with yours truly, E.W. Conundrum Demure. On this week's episode, we feature a fabulous conversation with cabaret artist extraordinaire Kim David Smith. We talk with Kim about his background in Australia, Marlena Dietrich, supportive family and teachers, being gay and queer in a small town, the Weimar Republic, the number 13, moving to New York City, Madonna, Gaga, meeting Eartha Kitt, Joe's Pub, New Yorkers seeing through things, and... Dracula's tango, glamour, creating an extremely queer space, among other things. A fabulous conversation with Kim David Smith this go-round. We have an EWSA titled Save Us. We share a tribute to poet Michael Steffen by our associate producer, Dr. Michael Pavise. He reads three of Michael's poems. And we have... An EW piece titled Endless. All of this, of course, will be infused, imbued by the wonderful energy of several great tunes, including a few by Kim, too. It's so nice to be with you. Let's get to it. Episode 517 of Troubadours and Rock On Tours. Cross at the crossings, <laughs> wait for the light. Go to bed early, early at night. Darling, keep healthy, don't lose a pound. Cause if I love you, then I need you. If I need you, then I want you around. Never light matches, you can get burned. Never kiss strangers, nasty old germs. Exercise daily, jump up and down. Cause if I love you, then I need you. If I need you, then I want you around. Take vitamins A, B, C, D, E, F, G for lunch. Sweetheart, don't run yourself down by hanging around with a bunch. You can have fun, dear. Life is a kick. Baby's got kisses, they'll make you tick. Even at 90, you'll still be sound. Because if I love you, then I need you. If I need you, then I want you around. You can have fun, dear Life is a kick Baby's got kisses They should make you tick Yes, 
even at 90 You'll still be sound Cause if I love you then I need you If I need you then I want you around Cause if I love you then I need you If I need you then I want you around Cause if I love you then I need you If I need you then I want you around Save us Spaceships and playful quips about teachers circumspect. There is a man in France who thinks this is all in jest. Samurai warriors in drag, sipping cappuccino in the lamp-light ambiance of a sidewalk cafe. Alongside the avenues of hustle and bustle into commerce and trade, We have it made, writing inside this poem. Am I a scoundrel or a lech? Or perhaps your best bet at making yourself feel like a winner in comparison? The spirit and soul and intellect steeped in humility and a purer sense of justice is what I seek and yearn. The lost way of so many is so apparent when the wind blows vacant through pathways of evolution abandoned for instead the vagaries of fear and greed what should one do with this life how does this thing work am i happy do i cry because i am strong or because i am weak Shall I sing a song to comfort the despondent and meek? I stumbled into a black lace and purple chiffon adorned cabaret the other day. All the tables were covered in white linen. The chairs were plush red. The singer carried me to some place genuine and beautiful with each note and phrase coming out of the hole in his head. These are the ways that save us. In a small cafe On a crowded night In a spot of light Stands the singer The band begins And the beat is strong And the room belongs to the singer All the people turn to hear her sad refrain And catch the cry of pain that's, that's in her song And in her haunted face And in her searching eyes There's a sign that something's wrong Now the eager crowd Hangs on every word But the sounds are slurred by the singer Till the people feel 
every aching part of the broken heart of the singer. Still the song goes on about a love she knew that seemed so pure, so true, but turned out wrong. And in the tears she shows, nobody really knows. Is she the singer or the song? The singer or the... Thank you. I'm gonna be out there if you wanna say hello to me and like touch my body. I'll touch yours as well. Thank you guys, thank you so much. Those guys. Look, 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 look. Hello, Kim David Smith. Is that you? It is I. Hello. Thank you so much for taking the time out to be on Troubadours and Rock on Tours. Oh, but of course. I've been looking forward to it. Yes, me too. Me too. Uh, before we get started, let me share some background info with the uh, listeners. Fabulous. Described by Broadway World as the David Bowie of Cabaret, slyly subversive by the Wall Street Journal, and labeled the male Marlena Dietrich by the New York Times, Kim David Smith, hailing from Australia, is a Helpman Award-nominated actor and cabaret artist based in New York City. Smith's debut live album, Kim David Smith Live at Joe's Pub, received a 2022 Bistro Award. Troubadours and Rock on Tours is happy to have on the program Kim David Smith. Again, thank you so much for taking the time out, and uh, how's it going today? Oh, it's my pleasure for a start, um, and today I am vibrating with all of the cheerful essences of the universe. I just got back from the gym, and uh, yes, I'm just on a cellular level, just completely <laughs> <laughs> activated. So <laughs> I love it. Maybe I can uh, garner some of that energy. I'm, <laughs> Please, everyone, you know, take a bit. I tell you, yes, the the, the uh, overcastness of the last few days is kind of like wearing me down. I can use some sunshine. Yeah, it's you know those clouds start to get personal after a while. A <laughs> good way of putting it. That's right. <laughs> now, uh, before we get into more particular, specific questions, let let's give uh, everyone a, a sense of your background. You're from Australia, as I mentioned, and you're yes. one of the premier cabaret artists in the country. Mm -hmm. 
So how did you get from there to, you know, Australia, a little town, I imagine, to to where you are today? Uh, Well, it's it's not where I expected to be, but spiritually, it's where I was destined to be, I like to think. Um, Growing up in a little town with a non-performing family, but a family full of acceptance, kindness, and almost most importantly curiosity i just my mom's uh i don't remember this um but my mother she's uh, she will often remind me that when i was a kid like three i would just sort of i would be shut up in my room she'd be hanging out outside and then i would emerge as someone else entirely who i would possess or who would possess me perhaps for like the rest of the day and that was one of her favorite things about me growing up. Um, I just sort of like loved to take on other people. And a lot of the time it was Mary Poppins. Um, and she does remain a favorite. Um, I I don't know. I just like my my father gifted me a he, he loves. I'm a big reader because of him. Um, he gifted me uh, Marlena Dietrich uh, biography. Can't remember who wrote it a slender volume so it wasn't particularly thorough i think it left out most of her bisexuality for example um but it um it really when i was 15 i received this and it really fueled my interest in not only marlena herself but in uh uh, the weimar period the weimar republic the art and music of that time and then of course there was the film cabaret so growing up in this small country town uh, that was sort of my like, that was my nightlife was staying up until 3am rewinding mine hair and being like, well, <laughs> when's it my turn? When am I going to be Sally Balls? Um, and, uh, and here we are. <laughs> but I, yeah, I, I just, I had uh, very supportive teachers. Again, so lucky to grow up gay and queer in a small town, but with so much kindness around me. And I also am so lucky to have a trans brother and a lesbian sister. And that's all of my siblings full told. So my parents had very little option, but to just sort of love us as we are. Um, And that all, that lovely energy propelled me to New York somehow. I, I just, I knew I was having a good time in Melbourne little country town outside of Melbourne's where I grew up, but I was having a really good time in Melbourne, um, working on my craft. I went to music theater school, of course, as one does, um, still, still paying it off. Um, (laughs) um, and, uh, and just like really like started to work on myself vocally, but never could shake this fascination with the Weimar Republic. Um, all of the tragedy, the gloom, the glitter, the decadence of it. And um, and so immediately, as soon as I erupted from from our graduation, I booked myself at the Butterfly Club in Melbourne, the former location. It has a new, I think, much nicer location in central Melbourne now. But it used to be this insane little uh, townhouse um, in South Melbourne, um, which was just cluttered with all kinds of crap from the 1930s, the 80s little Barbie houses and string lights and old portraits of long forgotten people, terrible works of art, lovely works of art. I always described it as the place where Sally Bowles went to die. Um, And that's where I cut my teeth. And then shortly after a couple of seasons of my show, Kim Smith is Madly Adored, I wasn't yet 
using the David. Um, but as soon as um, the internet really sort of showed up, I was like, wow, it is so hard to search Kim Smith. There was either some straight religious guy who <laughs> magically got KimSmith.com or just this massively endowed woman who was most titful. Um, and that's what you would come up with when Googling Kim Smith. So I had to throw the David in, which is my middle name by birth. And I like it because the full total of those numbers equals 13. And that's one of my favorite numbers. So I, so I was like, well, that's that just settles that. Um, and then I met my ex-husband, who is an opera singer, who was touring the country um, with a production with Opera Australia and was encouraged to relocate to New York, where he was living. And uh, here we are. Oh, so you came along with your husband. He kind of dragged you along with him. It very strongly encouraged. And I also was like, you know what? The kinds of people I'll be able to work with um, and hopefully, you know, the, the kind of person I might be able to become from being exposed to so much more in a much more. I mean, Melbourne is a uh, uh, an international city. There's a lot going on and stunning, incredible art scene. But New York is New York. Exactly. And, yeah. um, and it sure New Yorked me, let me tell you. <laughs> Was it tough at first? It was. Uh, look, New York is going to beat you up. <clears throat> you're just going to have those days where it chews your leg off and you're just crawling bloodied back home. Um, but then it also has those days when you're absolutely flying, as we all know. Um, and it's, you know, you just got to roll with it. New York has taught me many things, but rolling with it is certainly one of those things. Yeah, you know, I watched a documentary one time, uh, the band, The Last Waltz, and... Uh, mm -hmm. Uh, Levon Helm, who was the drummer for that group, he described New York as, quote, an adult portion. <laughs> and I thought that was a nice way. Yeah, that is a nice way. That is a very, um, that's a very digestible, yes, agreed. But 10 out of 10. Now, you, you, uh, you've been doing it, I guess, for a while. How long have you been there now? I have, oh, gosh, I've been in the States living and working on my craft since 2007. I started coming over in 05 for visits, um, and I technically made my full show debut, that's not really a thing, but that's what we're going with, um, at the Duplex in 2006, although the X was out, and so I like to say that I debuted at the Duple. <laughs> um, my first ever performance in New York was courtesy of Earl Dax, who I had connected with while I was still in Australia on MySpace. Remember that? MySpace, um, yeah, I had one of those. MySpace. <laughs> and um, I ended up performing um, at this crazy thing at the Delancey, which I'm not sure if it's still there, but it was on Delancey. And it was in the basement, and there was Meow Meow, Justin Vivian Bond, and a whole bunch of other super intensely cool people that I had been admiring already. And then little old Kim Smith, not yet with the David, um, doing excerpts from my current show at the time, Kim, uh, Kim Smith's Jungle Parade, which was this sort of absurdist cabaret of me being lost in the jungle with my accompanist, who was dragging a piano around behind us and entertaining ocelots and whoever else we might encounter. So it was just bananas. Um, and that was my first introduction to New York Cabaret, and I will never forget it, and I'm so grateful for it. And when you're on stage, uh, what what exactly is the 
is there a, a, a sort of a set of costumes you wear? Do you or do you go up there pretty plain, and it's all about the performance? How how extravagant is it? Well, I currently I am wearing a Miodrag Guberinic custom leather tuxedo, which let me tell you, it's very expensive, um, and <laughs> it is also very fabulous. Mio is a good friend of mine, and I caught him on the up and up, and thank goodness I did, because now he works with people like Madonna and Gaga and Nicki Minaj, Broadway, film. I mean, he is just just absolutely exploded. So um, it's really nice to have him in my, in my court, or rather be in attendance at his court. Um, and uh, it's just the most divine thing. It's just it's a it's a leather glove that turns into a sleeve that turns into a tuxedo jacket, and it's just the most exquisite feeling thing. So it's at once detailed, uh, but it's in a subtle way. I mean, Mio, this is this is why uh, collaboration is so deeply important, even when you're just one person singing on stage. Mio is like, no Kim, no Kim, no Kim. Because I'm like, let's have sequins here. Let's do this. Let's make the top hat light on fire. And he's like, no Kim, no Kim, no Kim. <laughs> edit, edit, edit. And I have to say, he's always right. And it's the same with Tracy Stark, my chief accompanist. She's always right. I'm like, let's have an explosion. Let's have a this. Let's do the splits. And she's like, what if this? And I'm like, oh, gosh, yes. And then that'll turn into a whole tender movement of a song that just like reaps so much emotional uh, benefit for me at the very least. I can't necessarily speak for my audiences, but that I guess is the long way around is saying I'm wearing something gorgeous and expensive. Um, and it's very, very, very well thought out um, in terms of my repertoire and my approach, because my approach on stage is actually for all this con this talk of, explosions and pyrotechnics and whatnot it is a subtle and text-based approach to cabaret is what i do so when you're putting together um the sh the show the program so to speak are you uh choosing standards you know from the american songbook or pop culture or are you and or are you coming up with new pieces that you've written yourself or combination? Well, my holiday show, which I think holiday shows are kind of the funniest thing you can endeavor to put together. And so we, ours is extremely tongue in cheek. It's called a very Weimar Christmas. And uh, we've written the theme song for it. And I've got a couple of other songs in mind that were, we're very slow on writing our own stuff, but in answer to um, putting together existing material the more recognizable a song is the more i will do to augment it and change it myself so my chief uh well my chief i would say my chief inspiration certainly personally is kylie minogue she's my jesus and as a gay australian it's compulsory but she is my jesus and so i'll take kylie minogue songs and i'll do them in german and we'll we'll change up the arrangement and we'll make them very much our own and that's in keeping too with songs like I'm trying to think of standards that I do songs like like Nature Boy we do in a very sort of moody James Bondian sort of fashion um, so we always that is to say we always take a song and try to put our own stamp on it it doesn't quite feel right 
to just stand up to me. And I love it when other people do it because these songs are gorgeous. But for me to stand up and just sing Fever, just it's like I'm like, where's my where's the twist? Where's the where's the Kim David Smith? Where's the Tracy Stark? You know what I mean? Yeah, oh definitely. Definitely. And you know, when Broadway World describes you as the David Bowie of Cabaret, why why do you think they say that? Well, you know, you can't argue with the facts. You don't, <laughs> you can't. Um I think and I've I've had uh, David Bowie's been brought up a few times. Dietrich herself has been brought up a few, a few times. Um, and I think, I think it's because, I think it's because it's the the swiftest way someone can describe what I'm going for to a person who's never seen me before. It's not necessarily, I'm not necessarily thinking about David Bowie, but I think a lot of the the makeup the sort of Egon Schiele like gestures, the um, the the non usual intent of things. I think people go, oh, I, I feel like I'm seeing shadows of David Bowie. So I think that's where that comes from. So it's more of like the physical presence that uh, they're they're seeing, maybe uh, with respect to his glam era, more so. Yes, I think so too. And then of course there's like the Bowie connections to Dietrich as well, with just a gigolo and that kind of thing. You know, so I think it it weaves through. And also I think people will say something like Bowie before they go to a female icon because it's a little uh, it's a little tidier perhaps in their mind gender wise because I rarely take inspiration from men now there's nothing wrong with men um, I myself am one of course um, but I really I live sort of mentally and certainly artistically in a world that is very very much about powerful women so Kylie Minogue and Dietrich and Liza Minnelli, who is an absolute force of nature. Um, these are the people that are sort of sitting in my, Eartha Kitt. Oh, my God. Yeah, I love I Eartha. Eartha. I love Kitt Eartha. Live. Yeah, right? When I saw Eartha Kitt live, I was like, this is, and for lack of a better word, because it is so overused, but an absolute masterclass. And getting to, like, meet her and, like, have her clutch my hands after the show... I will never forget it. Worst Christmas of my life, 2008, when when Eartha passed. But mm-hmm. she has enriched so many of us. So, Oh, for sure. And she was a trailblazer, no doubt. Yes, yes. Not just in terms of her technique and her approach to a song, but certainly in the way that she lived her life. And certainly in terms of race and just pushing through the truth and glamour at all costs. Like... Justin Vivian Bond says, glamour is resistance. And I really feel like Eartha was all about that. Exactly. Nicely said. Nicely said. By the way, folks, uh, if you're just tuning in, we're talking with cabaret artist extraordinaire Kim David Smith. And, um, you know, we we, uh, we should, I guess, talk about Marlena Dietrich. You know, she oh, that- she is, I guess, would you say she's the ultimate uh, inspiration for you or just... She is... She, yes, she is always at the edges of my mind. And like my my husband, my new husband, my fabulous, gorgeous new husband, we are, one of our favorite things to do is to have a gummy and watch an old Dietrich movie. And it is just, oh, to shriek with laughter at her, just her delivery. She's just such an artist. And I reread uh, Maria Riva's Marlena book um, at least once a year, just for fun. 
it's uh, it's always so depressing once you get past sort of the mid seventies, and the decline is just like for someone so majestic, so powerful to take herself so far too seriously and just like shut herself away. It just seems. I don't know, to me, and that's just briefly going back to Eartha, it's sort of, it's the antithesis of living, you know, it's oh, just yeah. the absolute opposite of living. Like, my goal, I'm turning 40 this year, don't tell anyone, um, <laughs> but my goal is to be at Eartha's, like, you know, Eartha, when I saw her, she was 81, I think, she died at 82, and she was in the best shape of like performing wise, like she was just marvelous and spellbinding. And to think that Marlena wasted those years just sort of crippling herself by literally not getting out of bed and wasting away and just calling presidents and whoever on the phone and just like, you know, that was her. I mean, it's her life, it's her choice. But I just think I can't wait to be in my 80s. I can wait, but I'm excited <laughs> too and hope to be fully functioning in my 80s like Marilyn May and just like singing and telling stories like songs like like Johnny Van Dugabotstag has that I've been singing since 08. I just like, oh, what is that going to be like when I'm 80? You know, like. Like, oh, Pirate Janie when I'm 80. What's that going to be like? Like, how fun to have these old friends with me on stage and to just be finding new things, letting go of things that might not be physically possible and finding new things. You know, I, oh, to me, that's, that's what, it's, it's the journey. You know, life is the journey. And what do I know? I'm still a kid, but life is the It is the journey, journey. though. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Do you feel comfortable... Um, breaking into song a cappella at this moment um yeah i mean sure i my husband's at the gym now and my my, my chief thing when i'm at home with him because he's working from home is that i am a continual and unabashed pest because i will sing like one phrase all day, all morning, and not really be aware of it because I'm just sort of enjoying myself. So, yes, the short answer is yes. He's not currently at home, and I am allowed to sing. <laughs> yeah, hit us with the phrase. I'd love to hear. I'd lo- I'm sure the listeners would too. Johnny Van Zuckerpointstag hast, bin ich bei dir zu Gast. There you go. That's for free. There you go. That was beautiful, Kim. Thank you. Thank you so much. That was beautiful. What is that from? That's uh, Johnny Van Dugabotstag Hast, which uh, was written by Friedrich Hollander, who is my personal favorite uh, composer for Dietrich and of the Weimar period. He later moved, he escaped, thank goodness, and uh, relocated to Hollywood, where he kept working, um, did a bunch of cool stuff over there. But my favorite works of his are all of the, the earlier German things, like Eine kleine Sehnsucht, which is uh, a little yearning, which on my next album I am recording. This I can this I can report on. I've uh, I'm invited my mom, who is 
has certainly performed on stage. We actually did a couple of musicals together when I was still a teenager, um, you know, 20 minutes ago, um, <laughs> in, uh, in little old Taralgon where I grew up, um, in the, you know, community theater and stuff. So, you know, she's certainly got a staginess. She has, she's probably the most fabulous human that I know. So I've invited her. She's coming over to visit in June from Australia. So we're going to hit the recording studio and we're going to do a duet of Ina Kleiner-Senzuk together for my new album. I'm so excited. Um, just really great. cool to be able to sort of celebrate her and our relationship. Um, yeah, and to have my mother available on iTunes is such a riot. Um, but yes, so <laughs> Friedrich Hollander is uh, easily my favorite composer of that period. Well, you, you know, <clears throat> I'm, I'm looking at some of these quotes as, as we speak, and I, I, you know, I see one that says, in slyly subversive, the Wall Street Journal. Uh, why do you why do you think someone would look at you and say, "There's a little bit of subversiveness there"? What is the subversiveness? Well, I think I think it's because I'm not I'm not really standing up and doing the so and so sings Sinatra track, which is great. Again, I absolutely love everyone doing their you know, that Midtown vibe. I absolutely adore it. It's awesome. It's um, super not my thing, but that means it's other people's things and they get to do it. Um, so I think that in terms of the the repertoire that I choose, that's just kind of like, that opens up that sort of description of subversiveness. Songs like um, uh, William Balkan's Song of Black Max, which I've been singing for a long time. Um, things like, like the, the jokes that I use to set songs up um we do a version of keep me hanging on by the supremes in the style of surabaya johnny and uh, my stupid joke at the at the front of that is this next song is an original composition uh, not mine and it's just i don't know it's just like you know so i i'm i'm a little stupid i'm a little subversive and uh and i guess the wall street journal thought so too well yeah obviously it works and uh I was just curious, when you're on stage, you know, first of all, a cabaret, from what I understand, and my few experiences, and I also have a friend, an associate, who I speak with uh, about cabaret, you might know him, his name is Jerry Geddes, uh, we, <laughs> you know Jerry, I bet. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, he is, um, and it's, we talk about the, the that one, one particular special aspect of a cabaret, it, the intimacy. You know, uh, the the, oh, yeah. the crowds are in there. You can see each other. You can hear each other. You can you can feel each other, you know, unlike other venues. When you're in that sort of um, milieu, you have such an opportunity to connect. And when you when you have that sort of opportunity, is it for you just about that that piece that that uh, I guess thread that you're you you want to sort of weave that evening, or is it more? Are you trying to also, besides the art, make a sort of so social statement uh, uh, that deals with some of the challenges we face? Well, I definitely, no matter where I am in town. So I've got like club coming downtown, which is super downtown, and. Joe's Pub, my two downtown homes, and then uh, and then you've got uh, the Neue Gallery on the Upper East Side, which is full of of fabulously wealthy folk. Um, 
and uh, and no matter where I am, everyone gets the same social commentary. I'm not sort of like going to be I I wield the same uh, cudgel. <laughs> <laughs> No matter which part of town I'm in, and I think people appreciate that. You know, I'm, I'm bashing down on on Donald Trump, which <laughs> you just indicted. <laughs> which, I mean, you know, there's now 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 he's bashing himself, but he always really was in 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 truth. I think um, New Yorkers never liked him. No, no, never liked him. I, I, it's a, it's I don't know the whole the whole popularity of of a person like that just is bewildering to me. Um, but New Yorkers know. New Yorkers see through things um, because I don't know. We just we see it all. Um, but yeah, I, I I feel like if I am um, whatever social commentary I bring, everyone gets the same thing. You know, it's you're invited into an extremely queer space. You're invited into a friendly space. You're invited into a space where you will be made fun of, but I will make fun of myself first. My, one of my very first statements, and mostly Marlena, is describing myself as internationally fame-ish, which <laughs> is true. <laughs> you know, good good turn of phrase. I like that. <laughs> so, uh, if folks want to keep track of what's coming up with you, uh, shows and recordings and the like, how could they do so? Oh, absolutely! My website, kimdavidsmith.com. Um, I'm pretty good at maintaining that one. Uh, my Instagram definitely above like Facebook. I'm barely on, sorry, anybody on Facebook, but I just can't bear it. Even though Instagram is owned by meta as yep, well. Yeah. Um, but I'm, that's definitely much more easy to, to get a hold of me there and see what's going on. Um, and like a little bit Twitter, but also, oh my God, Elon Musk. Anyway, um, so <laughs> let's, let's go with website. You can sign up for my mailing list there, which is absolutely every time I'm doing a show, I will send out an email about it with all the relevant information. So that's probably the chief way to go, including the announcement of my forthcoming, uh, next album, which is yet to be titled and yet to be finished, but we're going to release it this year. It's going to be awesome. And I'm doing a show on mother's day or mothering day, as I like to call it, um, at club coming at nine thirty, I believe. So that's my, that's my latest. So, um, uh, Excellent. Yeah, and, sign up and, the list, folks. And the Bistro Award-winning uh, album, Kim David Smith Live at Joe's Pub, I, I suppose that could be uh, purchased via your website as well? Oh, for sure. And uh, streamable on all platforms, um, on Apple Music, Spotify. Get out there. Have a listen. A lot of people like Dracula's Tango, and so do I. That's my most popular song. Tens of people have streamed it. <laughs> Tens. Um, so, <laughs> so, you know, join in with the throngs <clears throat> and check it out. And, and before we we part ways this go-round, I'd love to talk with you again. Uh, this is a, a wonderful conversation. You're a great guy. I, I, I really oh, I, I love your energy. Um <laughs> Do, do you have anything to share with the listeners? And we have all kinds of listeners, people that are real happy, people that are kind of sad, you know, humanity, people are lost, people who are centered. Talking to those folks, you have anything to, to share, to offer? Gosh, yes. Go to a cabaret. Go to a cabaret um, below 14th Street if you can, although it's all good. Um it's, it's touching on what you were saying earlier about the special intimacy of cabaret. It is 
real. It is it is about breathing together. It's about sharing a moment. It's about unexpectedly finding yourself as a listener and as a performer both, sometimes exactly at the same time, uh, emotionally exploring a lyric that had never before touched you or moved you. Um, and it's about making friends, whether you're making friends with a song, making friends with, again, a lyric, or the person sitting next to you. Get out there, whether you're happy and want to share that energy, whether you're sad and want to indulge it in a ballad. I feel like cabaret, like picking yourself up, you know, I mean, uh, what good is sitting alone in your room? It's not it's not great. Get, get out there, especially post pandemic. That's my, that's if I would impart advice on anyone, not just come to my shows, but please do come to my shows. Um, <laughs> just go out there, see someone like Joey Arias, one of my heroes and friends. Um, again, Justin Vivian Bond. Um, anything Tracy Stark is music directing. She's just impeccable. Like, Get out there, obviously. Earth is dead. Elaine Stritch is dead. Otherwise, I'd urge you to go and commune with them as I was lucky enough to. Um, but you, yeah, you never know how long someone's going to be hanging out for. So go out there and see Patti Lapone when she's doing her concerts because I think she's kind of done with Broadway as I hear it. Um, but who, who knows what she's going to do in the future. But get out there, see those cool people um, and see people you've never heard of before because you never know. It might be a little Kim Smith getting started on something and you That's might right. enjoy it. That's right. Kim David Smith, again, wonderful talking with you. Thank you so much for taking the time out and I look forward to coming out to one of your shows soon. Oh, yay. I would love to see you. Let me know and we'll have a drink. Excellent. Take care. All right. You too. Bye. Bye. The moon was shining in the night The hounds were baying such a simple song And as you stole another bite I knew my heart would be at stake Am I just another victim? Cause I never can resist him Oh, oh no, don't go Your gentle touch is what I need so much Dracula, la la I'm a sucker for your love When you do, do, do what you do to me And you now, now, now Now I've got you in my blood Supernatural love's getting through to me Dracula, la la I'm a sucker for your love When you do, do, do what you do to me And you now, now, now Now I've got you in my blood I don't know, dear Count It's a mystery Prince of Darkness, I'm yours Even though you have a cross to bear We'll take the mirrors off the walls And snuggle in our double tomb Cause your castle is a nightmare You've got batty friends who live there Oh, oh, please, just squeeze I'll go insane Come tap my window pane Dracula, la, la I'm a sucker for your love when you do, do, do what you do to me And you now, 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 now I've got you in my blood I don't know, dear Count, it's a mystery
It's all the same, I was bitten, now I'm trying Transylvania You're the lock and I'm the key, we tune up in harmony I'll do anything for you, eternity is ours Dracula, la 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 Poet Michael Steffen was scheduled to be on our show. Sadly, he died unexpectedly in February. He was the author of four books of poetry, including No Good at Sea, Heart Murmur, and Bad Behavior, and a fifth is coming out next year. Here are three poems from his most recent book, Blood Narrative, which is available from the publisher, Main Street Rag, and which is well worth reading. Jack and Jill. After their famous water-fetching journey went awry, he became taciturn, stopped fetching pails, began longing for the ineffable, a word to reshape his world. He wanders the house, bumping into her polished reflection. Who is she to him? Sister, lover, wife? In their superficial existence between poetry and fiction, perhaps the missing word is lust. Lying awake each night, Jill envisions mothers of the world rocking children to sleep, reading the same rhyme. Her and Jack, the hill. She hears the rhythmic beating of her two-dimensional heart, Jack tossing and turning in his bedroom, the creak of their cottage settling, and stares wistfully into the darkness, imagining indoor plumbing, gold faucets, the warm, sudsy embrace of a bathtub big enough for two. A Night with Scarlett Johansson It would be delicious, because we'd share our love of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, the creme de la creme of all movies. We'd rendezvous at the Anchor Bar for beer and chicken, then drive to the car cemetery next to the Super 8, discreet, bereft of paparazzi, where once roadworthy classics anonymously rust. We'd wander its secluded trails, hand in hand, gazing at Packard's, Chrysler's, all the fossils called home. We'd go halvesies on a motel room, where I'd play Charlie on my portable Blu-ray, and we'd both fall back on a king-size bed to watch the good-natured Moppet 
win his golden ticket and the entire chocolate factory as we swapped fun facts. She, did you know that all not, not all the Oompa Loompas were men? Me, yeah. Did you know that the chocolate river wasn't really chocolate? Ooh. She'd move closer, curl a finger through my ample chest hair, and maybe, while transfixed by the mystic glow in her viridescent eyes, riveted by Wonka, I'm talking the kind of green that brings the earth back to life after an unforgiving winter. I'd confess that Veruca Salt was my favorite of all the nasty children, and we'd sing I Want It Now, lying on milk-white sheets and frosted pillows. Texting from the Afterlife a person's digital being continues to evolve after the physical being has passed on. Adrian Matei You slip my cell phone, fully charged, into the pocket of my pressed blue serge before you kiss my cold forehead and the casket lid is closed. The somber march of mourners ends with my lowering, rain descending with me blooming umbrellas. If I could, my love, I would chat with you again. Just to let you know that I am, OMG, on my way to hell. MSTV, must see to believe. IJK, I'm just kidding. I-L-U-M-T-P, I love you more than pie. And maybe you'd pick up your phone and gasp. Love you too, you'd quickly type. Just like old times.
sparks around the flame And if their wings burn I know I'm not to blame Falling in love again Never wanted to What am I to do? I can't help it Endless Poet wings Rabid tongue fueled by truth objective, perplexed by the beautiful web of our relative simplicity, spitting into a breeze of insecurity as deep as this vast human vanity, and fragrant with color and smell, endless on this axis of love, suppressed and abused, no wonder most all of us are somewhat confused. I knew what I'd do Before we met I'd imagined you I'd take your hand, leave our faith and I'd pray not to ever land Hold on until dawn Allow my weakness to make us strong And at the end I'd dream content To be back in your arms again You needn't worry, I'm going to cry it's only goodbye I see you all the time In fact, tonight I'll see you in the sky My shooting star It's insignificant to us and our ties But I'll be alright I see you all the time A blinding light I'll see you in the sky, my shooting star Let fly what's inside The part of you that is most alive I'll still be here An autumn breeze whispering in your ear We'll kiss among the shadows, a secret trace You've shown me how to tell the truth To make and believe in a vow You needn't worry, I'm going to cry It's only goodbye, I see you all the time In fact, tonight, I'll see you in the sky My shooting star Significant to us and our ties, but I'll be alright. I see you all the time. A blinding light, I'll see you in the sky, my shooting star. 
Episode 517 of Troubadours and Rock on Tours with yours truly, E.W. Conundrum Demure. I'd like to thank those folks who made this episode possible. The fabulous Kim David Smith, our associate producer, Dr. Michael Pavis, poet Michael Steffen, and these musical artists, Thelonious Monk, Eartha Kitt, Kim David Smith, Marlena Dietrich, Bradford Marsalis, and Terence Blanchard, too. And of course, I would like to thank you for listening. Until next time, let's give it a go and do our best with this time. Take care of yourself.